All right, Gumbo listeners, this episode is brought to you in part by Alcyon is the next generation backup platform for Microsoft 365 that takes on all the heavy lifting needed to secure your data. Alcyon uses an AI driven and security first approach to protect your data from malware, ransomware, accidents and outages. Start your free trial today by visiting Alcyon.ai. Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, the podcast where we cook up a delicious blend of cybersecurity privacy, and data protection topics to serve you a hearty bowl of insights. Whether you like your gumbo spicy with a dash of encryption or prefer a milder flavor with a side of compliance, we've got you covered. So grab a spoon, sit back, and let's dive into the pot of data protection gumbo. Welcome to another episode of Data Protection Gumbo, and I'm your host, Demetrius Malbro. And today I am really excited to have a conversation with an an old pal here who's been on Data Protection Gumbo before, Niraj Tolia. Niraj, welcome to the Gumbo. Thank you, Demetrius. I'm so happy to be back here. Let me tell you a little bit about Niraj and and his track record. And he's the co-founder and the CEO at Alcyon and has been working on data protection for many years, including two previous startups that were acquired, which is a huge feat. Most recently, he was the co-founder and CEO at Kasten, the leading and award-winning Kubernetes backup company that was acquired by Veeam in 2020. And previously, he was the VP of Engineering and Chief Architect at Maginatics. I think they were acquired by Dell EMC's data protection group. We should be calling him Dr. Tolia. So he does have a PhD, um, MS and BS in computer engineering from Carnegie Mellon University. That's a, that's a great set of credentials you have there, Naraj. Thank you. Why don't you start off, give us some information around why you started Alcyon, and then we'll, we'll go on into the conversation. Sure, right. So... Honestly, right, if you had asked me two years ago whether I was going to do another startup, the answer, I think, would have been no. This is like one of these common themes in my career where I get pulled into something, right? And it generally tends to be data-oriented, right? The joke is data is gravity, and it's tried to, and it sucked me into many new initiatives. Alcyon was one of those, right? So I was very happy at Veeam. Veeam's a great company. But then I saw some of the problems that customers were facing right? in terms of what they needed in a modern backup platform, what they were looking for, and how the environment around them was changing, what their pain points were. Right? And that really drove me. Right? I'm always people and customer driven. That drove me to start Alcyon. We'll talk a little bit about what we do. We're starting in a particular space. We're going to expand from there. It's honestly the changing environment around us that drove me to start Alcyon. Okay. You're in change again. Nice. And I, I, I love to see new entrants into the, the backup space because I think it keeps the competition live and keeps everyone on their innovation toes, right? And we're always talking about security and cybersecurity because of the number one threat that's out there, which is ransomware, and it it does not discriminate whether you are an individual or if you're a small, medium, large business, hospital, bank, police station. I mean, we have seen attacks everywhere, right? <laughs> 
And I think that'll be a good place to start from just around security and, and, and maybe some of the security risks. How do you view that, especially when it comes to like email and Microsoft 365 and keeping that data secure and also protecting the data that's within M365? So I think there is the world we wish we lived in and there's a world that we actually do live in. And I agree with you that right my thesis, which I think aligns with yours, is that the vast majority of data loss incidents in the future are all going to be cyber threat related. Ransomware, malware, right, data loss, uh, data getting stolen, it's all going to be cyber threat related, right? We still have accidental deletions, we still have infrastructure failures, but with cloud and even on-prem modern hardware, that's become less of a challenge. Mm-hmm compared to the threat environment that we live in, right? So, and I think, right, and this goes to your earlier question, why did I start Alcyon? It's about just when you have a very, when you have a high security threat climate, you need to rethink what the security properties of a data platform should be. It can't be bolt on, and we see some of this in the competition today where they've tried to say, oh, a legacy architecture can now handle security problems too, or is a security platform by itself? And that doesn't really resonate for many reasons I think you know, we'll go into over the course of this conversation. But really, when we look at our customers today, I think they are being forced to rethink what the data platform or data protection platform for the future should look like that can combat these things. Yeah, and you you mentioned the future. And whenever I hear the future nowadays, you have to think about AI. Yes. Right, it's it's all the rave, especially when OpenAI launched ChatGPT uh, just several months ago. And now everyone's racing and scrambling to try to get a plug in and create you know, implement this into their new products and services. But I know you approach it from a totally different angle and the way you utilize AI. Give us a a 101 version of the importance of having AI driven. Whatever you want to say is needed for a super secure backup environment. Sure. So, so, so let's talk about that, right? So a couple of things, that, right? Just for the record, right? And this is something also I discovered before we started Alcyon, right? We knew AI was going to be important. We, if you go look at a domain registration when the company started, all of it was before the chat GPT craze took off. Mm-hmm. But just looking at it from a fundamental technology perspective, it was extremely exciting to me because of the customer problems we could solve. And the biggest ones are there in terms of security, right? There's obviously internal use of AI for cost management, right? better operations, etc. It's a customer visible stuff that made it more important, both from the detection as well as the advice and analysis component of it, right? So when we go look at the rapidly evolving ransomware landscape, if you go look at some of the vendors in the space and their demos, you dig down into it, they do very basic stuff like, hey, this was a file name extension that changed. doesn't really work today. Yep. And so you need something deeper that understands normal user behavior, normal admin behavior, combined with the change in that to automatically figure out what to do, what to do right, proactively and not reactively in these systems, right? So how do you become an active thing versus an insurance thing is what the future of data protection platforms should be, 
And then again, right, so going back to your earlier point, when we talk about AI, security, ransomware, I think some of these problems are not scalable with a people or analyst approach. And the response times need to be so small, there's no other way of doing it apart from a model-based approach. Right? So there's the generative AI properties when you look at ChatGPT, BARD from Google, etc. Right, that also has a role to play in data protection, but I think a lot of this was going to be an anomaly detection in terms of seeing changes in uh, user behavior patterns, what's and figuring out how to respond to that very, very quickly. And that's really what we've been focusing on here also at Alcyon. Yeah, that, that's pretty fascinating. And when 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 we go back to to ransomware and and we we've seen ransomware attackers go after the backups and I mean they they're getting smarter every day. They're even leveraging artificial intelligence themselves. And I think I just read about <laughs> some type of chat GPT like hacking module or something that they that they created so that hackers can, you know, do automated hacks. What are some of the ransomware threats or ways that they are attacking the backups? Sure, right. So so a couple of things. And I'm sure regular listeners on this podcast know, but anyone new to this podcast, the MO of ransomware attackers has been to go attack your backup repository first before your ransomware files to prevent recovery. I think the latest data shows that 95% plus of ransomware attacks attack the backup repository. 70% of attacks on the backup repository succeed. And those are somewhat scary numbers. All right. So when we look at it from a data protection system, right, I think when customers look at it, it's about, right, we'll talk about AI in a second again, but it's about, hey, how do I a, protect my backups? So what should we do there, which was a question, right? And how should we do it, right? So I think there is somewhat of the prevention and there's somewhat of the cure, right? And we have built that in from the ground up here at Alcyon where when we look at it, we say, first of all, right, I believe that most backup systems should migrate to the cloud, ideally in a completely different administrative domain. We'll talk some about that and why, having done this myself a few years ago in the past, right, on-prem backup platforms might not always be the best fit, but we can talk about that one later. But, you know, as soon as you're in a separate administrative domain, I think all backup platforms should have the ability to make backups in some way, shape, or form immutable. Right, and not allow synchronous deletes, right? That's a very basic thing. So for example, at Alcyon, none of our backup deletes are synchronous. They are all asynchronous, delayed by multiple weeks. And the cost of this is invisible to a customer, but they can always go and undo the backup delete. So this allows our customers to make sure that even if they detect a few weeks into a ransomware attack, something's happening and they might have compromise the backup credentials and gone to do something, assuming we even allow that because we can also track backup behavior. Suddenly you go from never deleting a backup to trying to delete thousands of backups, something is wrong, right? So, but backup undeletes is one part, right? Um, Detecting that something's gone wrong again is the other part. And then there is how we also respond to threat signals, right? So it's not just about AI, the way we use it, it's not just about what we see, 
but what we can pull in from other places too. I mean, that, I think that's become extremely powerful. So today, Alcyon just backs up, and we talked about email earlier, right? With remote work, um, remote data, there's an extremely increasing usage of systems like SharePoint, OneDrive, etc. And that's also become an increased source of attacks because of that. So from that perspective, what we look at is, how do I detect that the system is under attack bigger than what we are protecting today? So from we protect Microsoft 365, but we actually pull signals from if your if the customer's endpoints, the laptops or desktops are under ransomware attack, or the cloud apps or VMs under attack, we will take that signal and run extra backups. No extra cost to the user there. We will run extra backups because the cost of getting it wrong is invisible to the user and we made it low for us. Cost of getting it right is really high in terms of benefits for the user. Right? So how do you do that proactive detection has become very important for us too. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm just sitting back and, and wondering, like, okay, you started this company and seems like you came out of the gate with Microsoft 365. Then why why Microsoft 365 of all the other applications out there that maybe you could have chose? Yes. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things. Microsoft 365 is where we are starting. We will obviously be expanding from there. But our focus right now is just on that market. And the reason I went after that is a couple of things, right? So first, from the startup perspective, we have to make sure that even the quote-unquote niche that we start in is big enough. But more interestingly for me is what I see of this is it's an underserved market from the backup perspective. People don't understand they want backup, right? And there's just so much data, Demetrius, going in every day. But Microsoft released stats recently that said billions of documents are being added to SharePoint on a daily basis with petabytes of data, new data on a monthly basis, right? Your core business data is that people are attacking it, right? It's underserved because not enough systems are protected. So those combinations made it very interesting from us. That is real customer problem, real customer threat. Okay. How do we go tackle that? And you, you also have a, a so you, you know a little bit about microservices, right? <laughs> Kubernetes and all those things. Just yeah. a little bit, not a yes. lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that yeah. uh, so you, you yeah. also have an open source project for uh, M365 mm-hmm. Backup. Can you tell us something yeah. about mm-hmm. that and also like who's using it and, and why you, you did this, even though it competes with, with some of your commercial offerings? So, and again, I think this ultimately goes back to a couple of things, things I deeply believe in, that I really want this ecosystem to be protected. Mm-hmm. So from core backup and recovery perspective, even if you're under budget constraints, even if you're a company is a small one. We want to make sure there's a free solution out there for you, right? So when you want to go back up OneDrive, email, exchange, etc., right, you can go use this tool. It's Apache license. It's not one of these funky, quote-unquote, open-source licenses. It's under the Apache license. Anyone can go use it. We have people doing tens of thousands of backups per month with it, right? So it's in very active use and production use with people. And... I am, you know, and if people, when people join a Discord community, they see this. Our users span everything from single tenant admins, but we started seeing an increased pickup from the MSPs or IT consultancy mm, shops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Just this morning, we published a blog, we user contributed blog post on how they're backing up multiple tenants using this for their yeah, IT mm, shop. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So I think that's been an interest. We didn't expect that. 
but we've seen increased number of smaller shops and I say more part of them, right? It impacts the broader industry, but also then that why to go to your second question, yes, this competes with the commercial offering, but for many reasons, I believe that we can all obviously, you know, dig into more. I think a publicly managed cloud backup platform is where the future is for customers, right? So when some of these initial users either expand, grow, we believe them naturally switching to a SaaS provider will make sense, all right? Though we are not driving the community as, you know, lead generation thing or anything of that sort, right? But I think from a first principles basis, a cloud in particular SaaS managed platform is where the future is, and given your day job, I'm sure you agree with that one too. Yes, yes, I, I, I do. And, you know, while I have you on, and you, you've mentioned that word future twice, so yes. you, you are a forward-thinking, strategic person, so I, I really want to get you to shake the crystal ball up and let the snow fall from the clouds, and tell us, wh- where do you see everything going, especially when it comes to data protection and cybersecurity and backups and just that whole protection landscape? So I think overall, I see worlds combining, right? When, usually when we say data protection, for listeners of this podcast, it usually means backup, disaster recovery, right? You go to the RSA conference, everyone's talking core security. From a backup vendor point of view, from a person, a backup technologist point of view, I think those two worlds are combining. When we today talk to customers about data protection, it is both backup and DR and security, different weights on both, but you really can't do one without the other, right? So that is one side as to how the ecosystem needs to evolve. And then there is the other side of things when we talk about the future, the future is gonna be a lot more complex. And our goal, and I mean collectively as an ecosystem for the backup ecosystem, the goal should be to simplify this for the user because now data is not always residing behind a NAS or a block API. It's residing in SaaS platforms that have their own APIs and there's a wide diversity of that. The different kinds of deployments, any meaningful customers in a hybrid environment, sometimes a multi-cloud environment, Mm -hmm. different kinds of workloads. And our goal should be to simplify this for the user. Right? So there's a challenge and an opportunity there. Okay. And so that has shifted along with obviously all the security aspects that we talked about. Right. So when we look at it, right, there is the AI component, there's a security component, there is an ease of use component. The magic that we're seeing and our customers are telling us happens at that intersection and not independently. And that's going to really be that future. Yeah, and and maybe one more question. And one thing I forgot was you you can't forget about developers, right? And developer relations and community and APIs and being able to open the APIs so you can have communication between your product and someone else's product. It's open. It's, you know, open source. I, I see that as well as part of the future in order for the entire ecosystem to also advance a lot further because I, I think where we're headed is self-backups, where the, this application, the system will know what it is and it'll automatically back up and protect the critical data that it knows is super critical to run for that business. 
Um, not far. I'm not sure how far we are away from that, but uh, that's how I envision it. Is, is that kind of how you see it and, and where you see it going? I would love for that to happen. It's going to be a long road. And when you know, when you talked about open sourcing Corso, which is our right, open source project for Microsoft 365 Backup, my hope is that right, our long-term goal is that we can make that into a portable backup format that might be cross-vendor. Right now, backups are sticky. Right? So I think it's about the APIs is one part, right? but also data portability, right? whether you talk about cloud-to-cloud transfer, cross-vendor transfer, giving customers control over their data. I would love for there to be, and this is hard given the climate we're in, but I would love for there to be a slightly more open format about how backups are stored. Right? And if that will allow us, that'll make it easier for what you're talking about, right? Look, if we can provide any app a common API, whether it be a SaaS app or something else, or they know the API to program against, it makes it a little easier. Right now, what we see when you go look at, you know, the sales, even things in the same space, the Office 365 API or the Microsoft 365 API doesn't look anything like the Google Workspace API. Yeah, right. Right? Right. And... It's similar things, they have the docs, they have the email, great, so a similar set of features, but large diversity in API. So how do you solve that in a way that you can capture the long tail of SaaS apps that people have business critical data in? Is something that we are thinking about, right? Okay. But it's a long-term game, as you, uh, or it's a long-term effort, but that's what we would like to get to. Got it. And I see a huge bookcase back there. What What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Or what, what are you spending time doing these days when you have an extra 30 to 60 minutes? So that is just one of my bookshelves. I have more than off camera, <laughs> okay, yeah. right, or not visible. But no, so I'm an avid reader. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these days, there's obviously the fiction side of things. But what most of that's in the back there is about things that help me be a more effective leader. Okay or help me right, understand some of the problems facing the broader environment that we work in a little bit. The book I'm reading right now is about Radical Candor. Mm, okay, That's yeah. That's literally the title of the book. Um, it's a little out of frame, but it's there. And I mean, because internally at Alcyon, we run a very transparent company. And it's also an authentic company, but doing it in a way that respects the individuals on the other side, doing it in a way that doesn't scare people, but doing it in a way that tells people what they're thinking, never leave them guessing. It is something I really try to follow. But generally speaking, my reading covers a wide diversity of things, everything from marketing, sales, technology, um, some history. But... All of that, you know, allows me to better think of, from a strategic perspective, what I should be doing and spending time on. Okay, awesome. And ha- have you heard of uh, Naval Rav- yes. Ravikant? Yes. I, know I butchered mm-hmm. his last name, but mm-hmm. very, very smart, smart mm-hmm. individual that makes, he, yeah. he makes it seem simple, right? Yes. What, life seems simple and he has an answer for everything. Yeah, if only reality was that way, I think I mean, some people have cracked the code and there are different trade-offs in life, as we all know. I, you know, There's some things I agree with on that side, but I mean, it's about how do you lead a great life? Right. Yeah. How are you happy? Um, and happiness is 
can go very deep. Right? There's job satisfaction, there's personal stuff happening in all our personal lives. Mm-hmm. And that is important. Yeah, yeah. How do you reduce stress? Uh, I agree. Especially as a startup CEO, <laughs> on top of my career. <laughs> Absolutely. Any, any final yeah. shout outs or um, you would like the listeners to go check out your website, blog post, or anything in particular before we let you go? Well, I would love it if people check us out, in fact, try us out, right? So if you go to alcion.ai, that is A-L-C-I-O-N.ai, right? Our product, we made it extremely easy to use for customers. Uh, No credit card required. If you don't go from hitting a website to running a first backup in under 10 minutes, personally complain to me. You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. On X. But... On, uh, X? on X now, yes, <laughs> yes, on X. My apologies, I'm 24 hours on an age right? here. It's going to take a little <laughs> while for those of us who have been there for a little bit. But um, or if you're interested in the open source side, just go to Corso Backup.io, C O R S O Backup.io. That's the open source side of things. We'd love to see you in either one of those communities on Discord, right? I'm, I'm, I hang out there. Right. I'm happy to answer people's questions personally. All right. Naraj, it's definitely been a pleasure to have you on. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to get you back again. We can't get enough of your insight and the best practices that you bring and also the foresight as well. And before I let everyone go, you already know to join the Backup and Recovery Professionals group on LinkedIn. And there are over 25,000 professionals cybersecurity, storage, backup, DR. We're all there and we're having great conversations around leadership, around storage, around backup, around security, and also helping each other to network. You know, if you've been laid off, that is the place to go and to get help from your peers. So check us out on the Backup and Recovery Professionals group and also go to Apple and leave us a review. Thank you for listening to Data Protection Gumbo.